We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good morning, fellas. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, guys. Big fan of the show. It's Jeremy White and Joe DiBiase. Good morning, Jeremy and Joe. Hello there. Hey, you guys! Hey, guys. Love the show. Big fans. Over probably 20 years. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Call or text WGR at 803-0550 or post on X at WGR 550. And get connected to Jeremy and Joe now. Good morning, Jeremy and Joe, Super Bowl Friday. You can give us a call, 803-0550. Beautiful day yesterday. The weather yesterday, Joe, mm-hmm. I mean, awesome. you you just breathe it in. You felt every bit of it. And today, expecting a high of 55, maybe overcast, but whatever. A, a nice little break here. 55. 55. Wow. Going to rain into the weekend, and temperatures will go down next week, but... And 55 today is pretty good. I know a lot of people went out and tried to get some golf in. Might have been a little muddy. I what? drove past a couple of golf courses where there were a bunch of people out. Yeah. We were just thrilled to get the kids outside, you know. Nice. Get the kids outside, play, dog outside. Being outside was wonderful. Anyway, good morning. We're talking about a couple things. The NFL awards from last night. I want to break down everything Stefan Diggs said with Kay Adams, although it's not even all of it because it's two minutes of a longer interview yeah. that you have to subscribe to her YouTube channel to then go watch the full, th- whatever. Or or wait until, I guess, the the whole thing premieres at like 9 a.m. Okay. this morning. So there'll be more Diggs news at 9 a.m. that everyone can freak out about. Before we get to that, quick funny note. I just saw Travis Kelsey on our screen here. Mm. And Kelsey was asked why he thinks people are so captivated by Taylor Swift and him. Mm-hmm. And his answer was, I think the values that we stand for, we like to shine a light on others, and we both have a love for life. End quote. Ben Volan tweeting that out. And I thought to myself, hmm. what percentage of that attention is Taylor Swift, and what percentage is Travis Kelsey? Is it 90-10? Is it different, is if, she, it, is it different yeah. if she's dating Mark Andrews? And is it different if he's dating Olivia Rodrigo instead? Yes. That's what I think, too. Yes. It's, I don't want to, like, she's a bigger star than, I don't want to say than the NFL, but she, uh, she might, might, be, be. Might, might be close. She might be. <laughs> she's the only single entity that could even claim that it's close, I think. If it's any NFL player, it might be simil- similar. I don't know. I don't know if it's the backup right guard, if it matters. I mean, Kelsey's a, Kelsey matters. I don't know, man. I know, but she's she's the most, she's the most famous person on planet Earth yeah. right now. Just, well, if she's bringing in all these people to watch the games, which if it's really happening, I mean, you're seeing the viewership go up. You're seeing all these reports of like how much money she's generated for the league. You know, how many people are watching the Chiefs or the NFL just because she's putting, like, her stamp of approval on it just by being there, I guess. 
But then Kelsey is like a star. He's a star. He's a Hall of he Famer. He's a person. He's a personality yep. too, right? Yep. Ninety ten might be pretty good. Ninety ten Taylor, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think I can, I think I can get there for that. I'd go seventy five twenty five at most. Yeah, I don't think though that people are captivated because of their values. I guess I don't yeah, know. Who knows? Anyway, thought it was interesting. You can vote in our Twitter poll, which is which of last night's awards is stranger to you? One, Joe Flacco winning comeback player of the year over Demar Hamlin, or Lamar Jackson getting 49 out of 50 first place votes for the MVP. You know, we all kind of knew he was going to win the MVP. I did not anticipate it being 49 out of 50 first place votes. To mm-hmm. me, that is astounding. Only Aaron Schatz kept it from being unanimous. And it's important to note that with the new system of ranking one through five, it becomes less likely that there's an MVP because you can have more diversity of thought and opinion and who should be the MVP. There's only been two unanimous MVPs before. One of them was Lamar. He almost won MVP in this voting system. It is absolutely insane to me. I'm not saying he wasn't the MVP. I can't believe Josh got one vote and Lamar got 49. Mm -hmm. The guy that finished in second and third, because in fourth, Allen finished in fifth, by the way. Dak doesn't get one first place vote. McCaffrey doesn't get one. Purdy doesn't get one. It shots, by the way, did vote for Dak over Lamar in his. He in did. His, he, he went. Had, he went. Allen won. Dak two. He had Lamar third. Yeah. It, it's just I, I can't even believe it that whether it's groupthink or if it's voting in the moment because the final month of the season and the horse race that the MVP race turned into that Lamar got forty nine one votes and one third. You could think he was worthy of the MVP and vote him second, but forty nine yeah. out of fifty went first. Crazy. So anyway, eight oh three oh five fifty. If you have a thought on on that, we got a Twitter poll up about it, which is which is stranger. Lam- is it, which way is it going? By the way, right now, Lamar Jackson getting forty nine out of fifty is winning the poll. Is sixty four percent like that is stranger than Joe Flacco winning comeback player of the year over a guy that died? Yes, like his heart stopped on the field. And a year ago, the league got taken over by like sympathy for him and support for him. And then a year ago, they just they're like, nah, that, that that wasn't that's not what this award is, I guess. Even though, by the way, letter of the law and comeback player of the year does not mention anything about on field performance. It only mentions perseverance. That's it. Yeah. Wild. All right, eight oh three oh five fifty. Strap in. <laughs> I, I think I, I need this intervention. Okay, good. Everybody needs an intervention on Diggs. Uh-huh. Everybody needs this. Because I'll just say this. When I heard the interview yesterday, my mind probably went to where a lot of people's mind went, which is where it happens every time it's seen, he seemingly talks now, which is just, oh, here we go again, and why why are you answering it this way? That's basically me. Asking myself, like, while I'm rubbing my eyes, why, man, do you have to answer questions like this? Well, we can play the whole thing. It's two minutes. But I I, I pulled out a couple of highlights. One of the things about it is, you know, it's Kay Adams, and it's a two-minute interview. She speaks with Stefan Diggs. It's, there's a longer interview, like you said, still coming to be posted at 9 o'clock today, so I'm sure it'll be retweeted with more. I mean, clickbait is whatever. It is what it is. They probably picked out the... The most clickbaity part, if you will, 
of the whole thing. Right. A lot of the headlines were, whatever happens, I'll be ready. Yeah. They're like, oh my goodness. Why is he saying that? Why is he doing that? Okay. That was one. The other one I saw that was mentioned a lot, and even I tweeted about it, was when he said the words, where there's smoke, there's fire. Where there's smoke, there's that fire. Was, that was mentioned Interesting. a lot, too. I, I saw. I saw yeah, Dig said, where there's smoke, there's fire. We'll, we'll get to that. So, Alan yesterday on the Pat McAfee show talked about how, you know, that's my brother. We're going to do big things next year. Mm-hmm. And one of, one of the things about Diggs is, like, in this conversation – Here's Josh, who picks him up and lifts him up and says that they're family and they love each other. And you've got to ask the question, Joe, why doesn't Diggs just say that? Why, why is it that Josh Allen's the only one that's picking up Diggs and saying how much he loves him? That's still my brother. You know, I kind of get sentimental about it because he's still family at the end of the day. He's always going to be family no matter how it shakes. Oh. Oh, he did say that. Mm-hmm. He says he gets sentimental about the concept. Oh, okay. All right. Let's scratch that one off. Um, why doesn't he say he wants to stay here? I'm not saying goodbye. I hope it's not goodbye. I hope it's not goodbye. Interesting. Why doesn't he say he wants to retire a bill? I've said that. I told him, you know, interview after interview, I wanted to retire a bill. Hmm. Second time. Second time he has said that. Interesting. Why does all this nonsense keep happening? When I don't say nothing at all, I think it bothers a lot of people. That's it. Now, you might think I pick those out. Mm-hmm. And I edited those, or had Josh edit those. That was the that was the bones of the interview. That was it. The headline: Whatever happens, I'm ready. He has now said he wants to retire a bill into a microphone twice. You don't have to believe him. You can mm-hmm. think he's putting on a show. That's fine. He has now said it twice. In this one with Kay Adams, he says he told the Bills that. And then he goes on to say, but mm-hmm. that's not up to me. It is not up to Diggs. He cannot decide if he wants to retire a bill. And if you want to engage in this thought exercise with me, ready? Mm-hmm. What would Brandon Bean say today if we asked him, can you tell us that Stefan Diggs will retire a bill? He would probably say... <laughs> he he what would, would what he would, would say something about it's a business and like you I mean you can't predict the future how huh. far in advance. Interesting. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't say yes. Why doesn't Bean want Diggs to retire a bill? How come? What is Bean hiding? Why won't he answer that question? Why won't Why won't Brandon Bean say I want Stefan Diggs to retire a bill? Why won't he say it? Wouldn't Bean also say though he's going to be a bill this year? He might. But that is again, something that Diggs will not com- – well, he, he's not even saying it's his own reasoning. He won't get to, oh, I'm a bill next year. He says he wants to retire a bill, and he said, I hope it's not goodbye. In that interview. Right. He I says ho- he hopes it's not goodbye. Right, that's right. It's not up to him. But he should have no reason to believe that anybody is thinking about trading him. Unless when you talk about, hey, he said where there's smoke, there's fire. At the end of that interview, he said – why does it keep coming up? Why, why do people keep saying it? Where there's smoke, there's fire. The point being, every time it's reported, mm-hmm. he's, he's with us. Why are people saying it? Where there's smoke, there's fire. He has been traded before. Yep. He did not ask for a trade before. He tweeted something, and then he got traded. Right. And around the league, guys get traded all the time. What Diggs knows is that it is a business. You could be one of these players that thinks you're going to play your entire career for a team 
and heart and soul it and say it every day and then get traded. We've seen players cry when they're traded. Mm -hmm. Maybe because they think they're going to stay in one place the rest of their life. But what Diggs is, he's a guy that knows it's a business. First and foremost, it's a business. He works for the Bills. This is not a marriage. This is They're not dating. It's a, it's a business relationship. He works for them. He works for you, Bills fans. He talked about Allen when he came here, open arms, the family feel. He mentioned Bills Mafia. Mm-hmm. The turning on him from Bills Mafia, or for, not, not all Bills, whatever, but it, it's wild. To watch people say he is, here he is, he's doing it again. Doing what again? Saying he'd like to retire a bill again? Well, what he's really doing, and he what he's doing is he's not making anybody ever feel better about these questions that are being asked. What Because he what, doesn't answer it the way most athletes do. What words would make it feel better? If he gave a very short answer of, I'm going to be a bill next year and I'm not talking about this anymore. That's not up to him. But he could still but he could still say it. Will Brandon Bean say it? But if he said it, it wouldn't who care if he got traded, no one's gonna hold it against him. You would In fact, actually, if he said it, it would actually go even further. It would probably even say more about how it's not up to him if he were to get traded. Because, hey guys, if he got traded, if he got traded tomorrow, how many people would believe that it was his doing? Too many. Or maybe most people would believe it was up to him. Versus if he had been saying Every time he's been asked that question the last six months, just the same sentence, I'm going to be, I'm a Buffalo Bill, I have no plans of going anywhere else. That's it. Like, short answer, like that, doesn't elaborate at all any further. And then he got traded. What would you think? Everyone would think that the Bills are the reason why he got traded, not Diggs. I don't believe that for a second. People believe what they want to believe. Sean McDermott says we need explosive plays. If the Bills draft a defensive tackle, what will you think about Sean McDermott's input in the first round? You'll think what you want to think. I'll think what I want to think. We'll think, well, McDermott came in there and said, well, I need a defensive tackle. Even though it might not have been his decision. Brandon mm. Bean's the one that pulls the card. But that's what people want from him. They want, he, him, they okay. want him to not take the question anymore. They want him to, to bypass it like it's ridiculous. They oh, wait, want, hold they on, want hold him on. Wait, to treat it with as much fervor as they do when they have to talk about the idea. People want him to not take the question. He did, this is a little bit of a cheat, but I'm going to take it in a snarky fashion. When he leaves and doesn't take questions, people get mad at him. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't mean he gets up and walks away. I mean, he, oh, like, oh, no, I mean when he leaves locker rooms after yeah, seasons. Yeah. You right. want him to not take the question about the future. So if he leaves the stadium and doesn't take questions about the future, that's bad. But also when he takes questions about the future, that's yeah, bad. Yeah, I don't even know if I mean not take the question as much as I mean dismiss the question. Like sit there and answer it, but vi- like in a very dismissive fashion. He of, knows. You're, you're, stop asking me this question. It's not happening. I'm a Buffalo Bill. Like that's it. It's not up to him. But again, he doesn't need to get into that. He doesn't need that's, to say that. But that's Everyone the, knows that. That's the point. It's not up to him. Why doesn't Brandon Bean say today Diggs is on this team that next year? He hasn't said that yet. Will he say it? Does he, he have got, to? He, pretty much, he said it at the end of the season. He said, we believe he's he? a number one wide receiver, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Allen said we're going to do big things next year. Okay, yeah. so Allen says in, in the interview with Pat McAfee, we're going to do big things next year. Right. If he gets traded, do they trade him against Josh Allen's wishes? The way Allen's talked? I mean, I would believe that. Do you think they would ever do that? If Against I- Allen's wishes? Yeah. No, that's why I, I don't think the Bills are thinking about trading him, which is why it behooves me that he thinks it's possible. 
it keeps getting reported. Where there's smoke, there's fire. That's what he said. Right. But he like, got traded before. But, man, I don't, I don't know how his agent or somebody can just explain to him. It's, there's, there's 0% chance. Because there's not 0% chance. I don't again we like where where are they getting the then you get into the contract stuff and like how that works and like where his value is at this point and where the bills would be at the position just I never get to a realistic place where it ever makes any sense for anybody for him to be traded. I totally agree with but that. But yet here it keeps getting asked and it keeps getting talked about. Why does it keep getting asked? Because well, part of the reason it keeps getting asked is because the K. Adams of the world know if you ask Diggs about it, he's going to go for two minutes and he's going to give you a good segment on it. Right. And that's the that he's is he's going a, to give you. But Bills fans don't want that. They want him to not give them that segment, not give them those headlines. Say it's I'm not talking about this anymore. You can ask me the question, but and I'm not going to get up and leave. But I'm dismissing it. This is not a thing. So just because he says. Okay, I get the list here, short version. Love Josh, that he's family. I get sentimental talking about him. I hope it's not goodbye. I told them I want to retire a bill. But people, right there, end it. That's it. No, he said, no but I'm but the explanation for, is, I'm prepared for anything and all that, like, added in at the end. You know, where there's, where there's smoke, there's fire comment. Just no, when there, Josh, can you pull up the where there's smoke, there's fire con, 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 comment? That is about Bean. Why doesn't Brandon Bean come out today and say we're not trading Stefan Diggs? Right now. Do it right now. Why does Diggs have to perform for everybody? Well, he, he's the one that's getting interviewed. Okay. Well, Bean, squash it right now. Say it right now. He's got our phone number. Mm. He's going to call us. <laughs> he's probably there. He can say it today. Why won't he do it? Why won't he say it? Why won't Brandon Bean commit to Stefan Diggs? Why won't Bean say... He's going to retire here. Answer, it's a business. They want to keep Gabe Davis, and they can't. Yeah. They're going to move on. Why? Because it's a business. Gabe Davis might be one of the more beloved players the Bills have probably ever had from a coaching staff and front office and everybody. He wins the Iron Bill Award. They love everything about him. These are not marriages. What are they going to do with Gabe Davis? They're going to say goodbye. Yeah. Because it's a business. We can't afford to pay you what you're about to make. Whether they want to get better or not, maybe the money comes in right and Davis does come back. Who knows? But why won't Bean say, oh, he's here next year? He hasn't said it yet. Brandon Bean could squash this today. But he and McDermott and Allen, whenever talking about the subject, never sound like they are entertaining the possibility that he's not on the team anymore. And Diggs does sound like that. And that, my roadblock is, I don't think there's a possibility he's not on the Bills next year. And I've got the coach, GM, and quarterback that repeatedly talk like he's on the team next year, and that that's just it, even if they don't outright say it. And I've got Diggs repeatedly sounding like he thinks there's a chance he's not. And, again, maybe there is a chance. I'm sitting here today thinking there is no chance he's not on the Bills because there are so many roadblocks that prevent that deal from happening that it's just not realistic to me. And I, that's how everybody else sounds. It's not how Diggs sounds. I agree with all that. All of it. It's very unlikely. I don't think it makes any sense. It doesn't make the Bills better. There's no way they should do it. But, at the same time, Bean has not committed that he won't do it. Why won't he commit to not doing it? If you're going to sit here and tell me Diggs needs to promise you something he's not in control of, and the person that is in control of it does not have to promise it, I don't take it seriously. Brandon Bean is in control of that. Promise you won't do it. Not, I mean, like, that would sound like a... <laughs> promise me. 
Just yeah, we've got the standard for digs where you want to literally write the words that he he has to say to entertain everybody to keep everybody well calm. What, what everybody sounds like here is a person in a relationship. Then when, when the person writes back K, oh, are you mad about that? Are you upset? You only wrote K. You're overinterpreting every letter. It, this is all for content for everybody. Everybody, you're right. Why but does he's why the does one Kay... giving the content? Sure, Alan's not. He's not. No, Alan. Alan. All, whenever he talks about Diggs, if Diggs had answered all of his questions, I don't, I'm not saying like, he needs to be a robot. But you're right. I, if, but if, this is how it works. If you wanna, if you want to keep your name out of those rumors and keep the smoke billowing, you answer the questions like Josh Allen and said then, we're going to do big things next year. It, exactly, and then it's over. And so, then I don't have. I guarantee you on ESPN in an hour and a half, they're going to have a story about what Diggs said to Kay Adams yesterday. Sure. And if he had said what Allen did, no, it, wouldn't, it would not be on that show today. Well, Josh Allen knows there's no chance he gets traded. He doesn't have to ever but worry about that. he talks like there's no chance that Diggs gets traded either. He says we're going to do big things next year. Right. Right. When talking about Diggs, though. So if Josh Allen says we're going to do big things next year, and Diggs says I hope it's not goodbye, but it's not up to me. Josh Allen just... That, that, that but it's not up to me. Allen doesn't say it's not up to me. What if Allen said it's not because up to it, me, it would is, be the same story? It, because line. it is up to Allen. It is. He gets to decide. If they said you want him back and he says yes, you think he comes back? Wait, one more time. If, the, if, if, Allen, if Allen says, I definitely want him back, do you think the Bills bring him back? I think he's back no matter what. If Allen says, I want him yes. back, if yes. Allen says, I want him gone, what happens? I, they don't. Tra- they can't trade if him. They Allen, cannot if trade Allen him. Says that he's I on want the team him gone. You think he's on the he, team? I think he's on the team. I don't think there is an avenue where he's not a bill under any circumstance. I think if Terry Pagula went down to Brandon Bean tomorrow and said you need to get him off the team, I think he would be on the roster and sit on the bench the way Deshaun Watson was when he was a Texan. I don't think he's not on the roster. The, the cap- he might not play. I don't see how they do it, and nobody's told me a realistic way it happens. Well, the realistic way is you cut bait this year, you take a little bit bigger of a cap hit than your dead cap, and you're done in one year. Teams have taken bigger cap hits for this than this. The Bills would say, addition by subtraction, he's gone. If Josh wanted him gone, would he be gone? I think the answer to that is yes. There's one. Diggs is not in control of this. Like I, I don't know what else to say. He's not in control. He's just a guy that knows, hey, it's a business. Anybody could get traded. Anybody could. Tyreek Hill got traded. Tyreek Hill did not want to leave Kansas City. He got traded. And then they told him, like, help them pick. He went to Miami. Debo Samuel, in April of 2022, mm-hmm. publicly requested a trade. Yeah. Yep. What's he doing right now? Gearing up for the Super Bowl. We haven't even gotten to the portion of this where it's, who cares? Right. There's a big part of it that, who cares? Diggs is just of a mindset. We did this earlier this week. He doesn't want to play your game of saying what you want him to say. He knows it's not up to him. And he said this at training camp. And this is like, this is where you need to get to on how Diggs' mind works. Happy or if I'm happy, why do you care if I'm happy? Mm-hmm. Why do you care? I'm going to do my job. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to be a professional. Why do you care if I'm happy? You know, there are, there, are different, wow. there are different ends of the spectrum to this. And I'm not going all the way to the one side, but the Sabres, as a mindset, used guys that want to be here. Mm-hmm. And that was cool for a while. And how do we feel about that now? Who cares? Right. It does not matter. 
I mean, at their core, the reason people care, and this is not Dick's fault, is that there are decades of sports history in this town where usually what not being happy means is that guy's get that guy's about to leave. A sure. very good player is about to get the hell out of here. And Diggs could be different. Diggs could be the guy that says, right, like, I, I'm not happy that we're not winning, but I'm good. I'm professional. I'm going to do my damnedest. But the, the <laughs> what fans think of then is all the players that have been unhappy over the time, the times, and have ended up getting their way out. Every single one of them has yeah, found their way right. out. That's right. And Diggs could be the one, the one exception. But again, like I don't even want to put that on him because he doesn't say that I'm unhappy. He just says, "Why does it matter?" Sure. We'll get we got calls. We'll get some calls on the other side. I'm not telling any any of you you have to believe anything he says. I'm not here as some naive person that thinks like you must accept everything he says as the truth. I'm just sitting here mainly saying, stop asking for him to say exactly what you want. It's not up to him, and. Ask Brandon Bean. Next time he's in front of a microphone, is Diggs going to be on this team this year? He can just say yes. And if he doesn't, then isn't Diggs... We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's right. It's not up to him. It's up to the guy that makes trades. We'll get a call in or two. 803-0550. Tell us we're crazy if you want. <laughs> it's a Friday. And the Chiefs are playing in the Super Bowl. What else are we going to do? We, gotta ye- <laughs> we might as well yell at each other for a little while about yep. dramatic stuff. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. You know, when you hear a lot of rumors and such, it's like, where did it come from? Where there's smoke, there's fire usually. And I try not to pay too much attention to it. Uh, that's why I said I'm just being where my feet are. There's the context of the where there's smoke, there's fire. You hear a lot of rumors. You wonder where it's coming from. I'm going to be where my feet are. I like the I'm where I'm going to be where my feet are thing. That's it's living in nice. living in the yep. present. I think my annoyance might come down to I refuse to believe there's actual smoke. Okay. And Diggs acknowledging or thinking that there is smoke, I think is maybe where my my holdup is because I don't believe there's real smoke. Yeah, he could know there's no smoke if, in fact, you know, being told the agent like, "Oh, we're not going to trade you." Anyway, good morning, Jeremy and Joe. If you missed our last segment, we got into it. It's good, good stuff. Dave and Hamilton's calling to uh, chime in. Hey, Dave, good morning. Hey, guys. Yeah, it's Jay. It's okay. Um, hey, Jay. Oh, good, Jay. Yeah, it's okay. Um, it's a travesty that Devin Hester, Devin Hester is in the Hall of Fame. Steve Tasker is still on the outside looking in. I just, I'll never get uh, past that. But uh, real thing about the, the dig thing, what I find fascinating, so I work in communications, and during that interview, I hear him say oh, he wants to be a bill, retire as a bill. And I'm like in the corner going, yes, good answer. And then does the smoke comment, and suddenly I'm like, Michael Scott in the office beam yelling, no! So this, as a communications guy, as a handler, you drive me nuts. But if I, if I really dissect it, which I think we are, and it's awesome, and I love it, um, this kind of is indicative of uh, Dick's personality, right? I think when you watch him play football and the way he carries himself, he, um, he lives a life where he's not going to look unprepared, right? He's not going to have things come at him unexpectedly. 
And I think a lot of what you're hearing with the, these interviews is him just doing a bit of self-preservation, right? He says the things like, yeah, I want to retire as a bill. Okay, that's great. He's not saying he hates to hear nothing else. But he's also acknowledging, and Joe, you said it earlier, and I think it's true. He knows. He got traded once before from Minnesota. He knows his a business. He talks about fashion and those things that he does. And I think he lives in that kind of mindset where, hey, man, I've got talent. I know I'm good. I'm just going to do the best I can. And whatever happens, happens. And I'm not going to look like a fool. And that's kind of, think, where it's coming from. Thanks, Jay. I think that's a good assessment. And in the process, it has some people thinking, he looks maybe like a fool, but whatever. Like that—that's a little bit of my vibe on it. I just think he's his own cat. He doesn't want to play your game. He answers the questions as best he can and says, "But at the end of the day, it's a business, and it's not up to me." And you know, some players like didn't Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd said he'd like to come back, but it's going to come down to where the money is, right? And we don't care about that because Leonard Floyd is only a hired gun who was yeah. here for one year, who had a really good year. I think it was Floyd that said this. All right. Hey, Vaughn showed up here, I remember, and talked about how there's nothing to do here and that he would have went to Dallas had they offered the same money. Like, the week he arrived. Yes. Ed <laughs> Oliver. We were, we were, like, on cloud nine, so we just, like, we forgot about that. If you watched Ed Oliver's interview right after his contract extension, it was all about, like, how he he's excited to get paid. He got money. Got paid. Got money. Now, some people would get mad about that. Yeah. Others just, like, yes, it's a business. He he cashed in. He got he got paid. He got a check. This this is where the digs stuff trips me up because I want I do want all athletes to you know answer honestly, be willing to say things, talk interestingly, right? Which you so rarely get. I want that, but I also feel like. Like the, the Diggs' personality, and I think a lot of what you said is right about the way he talks, the way he answers questions, thought-provoking, right? He, he said eloquent during that interview with Kay Adams yesterday is how he tries to answer questions. I respect that. I also do feel like because of the media world we live in, that's fine, but if you got to know. And he, he might. He, maybe he does. I don't, I don't think it's total him being naive to this, but you got to know. If you're going to be like that, every single time you talk, this is what's going to happen. That's the consequence of it. You might not care, right? but, like, and again, the next time Diggs talks, and he'll probably answer questions the same way, it'll happen all over again. It's going to be Groundhog Day every single time he talks because we're either not used to it or you're just Stephen Holder. I saw from The Athletic, you know, talking about Diggs yesterday. Um when he said at the Pro Bowl, I gave him a chance to backtrack, and he doubled down. Backtrack uh, off what? Backtrack off of uh, the comments that he made to about to Cameron Wolf of you know like talking about like kind of what he said yesterday. I don't remember the exact quote because now it's two digs quotes ago. But I don't know if he doubled down so much as he just that's what he thinks it, exactly. And I don't think a Stephen Holder is used to a guy like that, right? He that's not the game he's used to playing, but that's the, that's the sport. That's the media sport that's happening. So if Diggs is going to play it that way, this is going to happen every single time he talks. And that does annoy me. So, again, I get caught in the middle because I don't want him to be a robot. I don't want all athletes to be robots. But this is what happens when you're not. 803-0550. one 888 
Hall- he, by the way, also talked with Matt Harmon for nine minutes. Yes, he and did. And Matt not- did not ask him one time about all this. It was more about the football. They did like a card game, too, I guess. Uh, you know, Radio Row, you got to keep it light a little bit. I thought the most interesting thing he maybe said, the most, not interesting, I think this stuff is interesting. The most sub- substantive thing he said yesterday was doing a couple of minutes on like how the offense changed once Joe Brady took over. Mm-hmm. And how like he knows his numbers were high first half of last year and not high. He knew the number, 864. He said it four times. He knew the number that he had in the first eight games last year. He's prepared. He do- <laughs> He's prepared. Yep. <laughs> and he didn't like smack and trash anybody. Like He even said, like I, I was just being a good teammate second half of the year. Right? He mm-hmm. was going fighting against the notion that all receivers are divas and also said, maybe we'll play some of these clips too, that... Like we're not we're not gonna act like offensive linemen. Yeah. Like we're we're out there getting touchdowns. Like it's just because we act differently than a fullback doesn't mean we're divas. Right. He credited James Cook who had a big breakout season. Yep. And those two are palling around at the Pro Bowl. But you it know, made me also think a lot about how Joe Brady's gonna have to make sure he that what happened to Stephon Diggs in the second half of last year is not going to happen again this year. Right. He he can't be averaging thirty five yards a game well, and then be a top the top offense in the league. Right, and if you don't even want to, well, I don't want the offense to have to, you know, focus on Diggs. Okay, trade him, get him out of here. The number one receiver on the team can't average 35 yards per game. Like, it just can't happen. Right. No offense that's any good is going to do that. No, not even close. And the Bills went more to a run-heavy approach, and their defense started playing a lot better. There are plenty of numbers to show you that, zooming out, look at the advanced stats, the Dorsey offense and the Brady offense were not that different Mm -hmm. from a efficiency, it was very small things that, that Brady did that we, yeah. that we liked. You know, no no yeah. criticism to Joe Brady here. He did a good enough job, but I definitely think the offense has to get better than it was down the stretch under, oh, yeah. under Brady. Even the idea that they went run heavy, they definitely ran the ball more, but I looked up the other day that their neutral pass rate, Joe Brady versus uh, Ken Dorsey, they were 8th in the league in pass rate under Dorsey. They were 14th under Brady, which is a big drop. But I compared that to Miami, who I didn't even realize this happened with. Miami, in that same time period, week 1 through 10 versus week 11 on, the Bills went from 8th to 14th. Miami went from 4th to 26th. Hmm. That's the team that really went run heavy. The Bills kind of only went down, you know, modestly when Brady took over. But they did. So that is, you know, not to be ignored, they did run the ball more when Brady took over. And I think the idea should be this offseason – which is the whole theory of the wide receiver train, is you don't have to be the 14th team in the league in pass rate next year. You get back to being top five. Well, let's get to one more Diggs topic, and we'll get to a break, which is just this. He left Minnesota. He got traded. One of the reasons people thought he was unhappy was because that team was about to go more run heavy. Right. And he got moved. And they ultimately get Justin Jefferson and fire the coach that was going run heavy pretty soon after. They they were even doing it while Diggs was still right, there. Right. That final year, he only had ninety four targets. Yeah, which of course, like look, look, right now, yeah. the idea of ninety four targets for him. Oh my, I mean, is insane. It's insane. He left the team that gave him ninety four targets, went to another team that gave him one hundred and fifty targets. He blew up. They blew up. This is one of those. Diggs was right, right about Minnesota. Always like pointing out that season though, because this is maybe Diggs. You know. Just being like the sponge, right? Like just whatever he needs to do, he'll do. That year he had 94 targets. Still incredible. Led the league in yards per reception. He 
He didn't have the targets. I'm just going to be the best deep threat in the league. And he had 1,100 yards and six touchdowns on 94 targets. Yeah. 803-0550. What, what, if, what if we know the Bills are about to go run heavy and Diggs is upset about it? Are you upset with Diggs? No. You'd be upset. No, I would like, want. I would Whoa. want him to be my flag bearer. Right, <laughs> right. All of a sudden, you'd say, "I want to." You got up behind you, him you with a to, sword. Right. Oh, diva, my diva. Let's go. I'm behind. <laughs> we have to stop this right away. Yes. Right. All right. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Dan Dunleavy, eight thirty ahead of uh, a Sabres Kids Day game tomorrow afternoon, and uh, Kevin Price, PJTour.com, joining us. Uh, former morning show intern from Orchard Park. Kevin's going to join us. He's out at the Waste Management. We'll chat. You know all things with him. You know, good stuff. More of your calls, texts, tweets, instant trivia. Maybe a let's get stupid if there's time. Wide receiver idea of the day. Plenty to get to. We haven't gotten to our, our topic like what trophy would be the best doorstop yet today. Maybe we'll find our way to something like that. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was a lot of fun yesterday. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. we got a very short segment. This is the time of the show where we're going to guess what a St. Louis hot dog will be. You guessed the other day, right, that there would be a, uh, a St. Louis style of hot dog? Maybe, and I but... looked, and they do have some, like, toppings that sometimes are normal, but there's not, like, a go-to okay. that's, that's the same for everybody. It's like banana peppers. Um, here we go. Hot dog, the official hot dog of C- of uh, St. Louis, has grilled onions, green peppers, banana peppers, bacon, and smoky pepper mustard. Okay. We call it like the arch dog? It's it's a thousand percent going to be the arch. There's no way it's not the arch. Well, well how would they do that, we, though? We, we they gotta, they we, somehow shape the hot dog? No, like, it's just uh, going to... They just call it that. Like, we it have to open have our to minds, though, because... look like that. They've done... For instance, when it was Columbus, they did a tribute to Jack Nicholas. The, gold, right. the golden bear. So you have to open your mind to famous St. Louisians. Is that? Wow. That can't be right. <laughs> okay. Or can it? You it take, sounds great. You, you take a crack at it. Maybe it is St. Saint, Louisian. Saint is that what I don't said? know. It's what came out. It's what came out. I, don't, I, I didn't plan it going in. St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louisian. Just uh, it's got to be Louisian. Too, it's too fancy for St. Louis. No offense to St. Louis, but no, no, you need to be from like... Romania. Saint Louisian. With a, with a it is, like it's that. right. Come Saint on. Louisian. I'm right. Really? Generally. Generally. That's what they say. Isn't John Ham from St. Louis? He is. Ham. There you go. Ham dog. Just yep. put ham on the dog. Chuck <laughs> Berry it. is also from St. Louis. My first thought was Nelly. Yep. Nelly. Akon, too. A Nelly dog. Akon. Um, Yogi Berra, Chuck, uh, Chuck Berry, John Goodman. A lot of famous. I mean, I, Bob Costas. A lot of famous people from St. Louis. A lot. Mm-hmm. I'm only in the E's, and I've skipped by a lot. Oh, Jenna Fisher from The Office. Okay. Ooh. The Office Dog. How would What would you do there, though? The Pam. Paper. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's any like good food references from that show. I'm sure there is along the way. The Save- Chili Dog. They've well, done a lot of that haven't, this year, though, haven't they? With like chili-themed stuff on yeah. the dog? I mean, that's, well, that's, that's, a, that's an easy one, It's a I good guess. thing to throw on a dog. The Sabres have 48 points. The Blues come in with 54 points. Sweet. How's the Tage Thompson trade going? Uh, they, don't, they don't have O'Reilly anymore. No, they, but they don't. also won the cup. That's right. And Ryan Johnson looks pretty good now. And Tage is... I mean, a year ago, 
I was reading St. Louis fans debating whether they won the O'Reilly trade. Mm. They won the cup, but Tage was on his way to scoring 50 goals. A year later, that's not Tage. So it's back to being, I think, a very clear-cut victory, if you ever thought it wasn't, that St. Louis won that trade. They won the cup. Sonny Liston. Sonny Liston. Cedric the Entertainer. Joe Buck. Joe Buck. What do you do there? A Joe Buck dog. The Buck dog. Venison. Venison on a hot dog. There you go. Venison hot dogs are incredibly good. I, yeah, but I'm putting. Oh, I know what like you mean. An actual venison hot dog. Maybe they do that too. I was saying, thinking, put venison on the hot dog, in some form. I don't know how though. Maybe a tribute to Harry Truman. <laughs> what What would that look like? I don't know. I would love eight three oh five fifty. What would a hot dog as a tribute to Harry Truman look and like? And what would a tribute to Trey Wingo look like? Because he's also from St. Louis. You put three uh, three wings on it. Earl Weaver, former baseball manager. Rusty Wallace. Anyway, Sabres and Blues tomorrow. See you there. We'll be there. Family's going. Yeah, family's going. Excited for it. Kids day. So you're going to get the kids shouting the goal announcements and whatnot, right? Which I always love. They should do that all the time. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, kids days are great. Last time it was kids day, they had bucket hats for the kids. Well, Sabres bucket hats. Yeah. My memory of kids day a long time ago, I think, was going to a kid's day where they lost like seven to nothing <laughs> to Dallas. And, and Botterill. Botterill slammed the door. That's a famous kid's day game. Okay, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm thinking of a different game then. I almost got run over by Tim Murray in a hallway. Oh. Just like he was charging out of a door oh. somewhere to go somewhere. The theme tomorrow is Sabretooth's birthday. Happy birthday, oh, Sabretooth. Nice. Happy birthday, Sabretooth. 52? 53? No. Tooth didn't show up with the organization. No? He was around in the 70s, wasn't he? Who was the... They, they have mascots back then? That's a great question. Tooth's birthday. Does it say how old he was? Sammy Saber. I looked up the original Saber mascot, and Sammy Saber was the uh, the first answer that came up. Bring back Sammy Saber. Right, listen, I'll take anything that can give me any juice whatsoever with let's, this team right let's now. Let's start a... Uh, yeah. you know, let's start a... A movement. I'm, I'm ready to see, again, like jerseys are the thing that like excite me the most. I'm ready to see the slug. I'm Se- at that point. So for Sabretooth's birthday, several area mascots will be there to wish him a happy birthday. So we're looking at what? Victor E. Bull. Yep. Billy Buffalo. Billy Buffalo. All the Bisons were like, who's the Bandits mascot? Uh, Rax. Yep, Rax. Rax. Okay. Niagara, Canisius, right? All the all the, the big four colleges probably you get in there. Yeah. A lot of mascot hijinks potential. Maybe the Dallas Stars mascot missed his plane ride out back to Dallas. Maybe he's still hanging around. The idea for Sabretooth originally came about in the mid to late 1980s. Okay, so we're, I'm not seeing here when it actually... But it's like was, at least 15 years, it sounds right. like. Right, and he was at the 99 Cup stuff because he was, he was red at that point. Black and red. Yeah. Yeah, so... The switch for him was really drastic. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. The sacrifices he had to make. Yeah. All right, 803-0550. On the awards, on Allen and Lamar Jackson, on DeMar Hamlin. We'll reset our web poll and get some thoughts from you guys on that. 803-0550 to join us here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.